0: Going on, guys. This is Ricardo Becerra, your host of Creepy Motherfucking Pasta. I'd like to welcome all of you guys. If this is the first time that you're listening to this podcast, uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you guys like it. Also, I have other two other podcasts that are in Spanish. One is called La Parca Historias de Terror, and the other one is called uh, Pena Ajena. I work with uh, David El Queso on that one. You guys can uh, follow me on Instagram, uh, Twitter, and Facebook as uh, at La de HDT, all the info is at the bottom. So if you guys want to follow me, go ahead. I post a lot of my things in Spanish since I am bilingual. And the other two podcasts that I do are in Spanish. So just to uh, give you guys a heads up. This podcast I decided to create because I am a fan of Creepypasta. And I wanted to give it my sense of humor twist. If you guys listen to my podcast in Spanish, uh, my I use dark humor which uh, seems to be super mega popular. Um, all podcasts, for the most part, are super like you know structured and very professional. And I've and I've taken the road less traveled, and I've decided to basically be me. And uh, yeah, that's how I've done it. So. This is exactly what I'm going to be doing with this one, with Creepy Motherfucking Pasta. I am going to be reading these stories. And then once I feel uh, the need to make a comment, I'll make some off-colored remark that will most likely either be cool or some people will find offensive. So be warned. This is, uh, I guess you could say, a comedy podcast. This is not a podcast for everyone. But if you enjoy creepy pasta and cool stories, plus a little bit of weird humor, then stick around. All right, guys, if you guys want to help me out, you can also donate via PayPal. The email is American Truck and Tire. That's right. American Truck and Tire. That's a business that I own at gmail.com. So American Truck and Tire at gmail.com. If you guys want to help a brother out, I believe that's the only way I can get funds. But anyways, how about we get into the story? All right, guys, this is off the DidYouKnowFacts.com. This is uh, 20 creepy stories that will make you want to check closets if you dare. Now, I'm not going to be reading the 20 stories. I am going to be reading a couple of them, and I've picked the best ones. Okay, so this one is called In the Middle of the Woods growing up in the middle of the woods no neighbors for a mile mile on each side and we own 60 acres of forest then a swamp after that so basically i lived in the middle of nowhere one summer when i was about 14 i was out in the middle of the woods playing with my dog i am an only child and both of my parents were out of town okay so note to parents if you live in the middle of nowhere with 60 acres plus a swamp leaving your kid alone is the last thing you want to do for the most part all serial killers or creepypasta stories start off like this this is like the beginning of a bad movie i'm 14 i live in the middle of nowhere playing with my dog and my mom and dad are nowhere to be Alright, so remember that the kid was playing uh, in the middle of the woods with this dog, okay? So when I kept feeling something hit my elbow, I'd go throw Max's ball and the bump would make me throw it almost straight up. Assuming it was just a, me bumping it up against a tree or something, I ignored it. Uh, you know what, the first thing that I would do is I would look behind and be like, what the... What? Is there something behind me or what? You know, then I would turn around and be like, what? Nothing. Hmm, interesting. After the 4th or 5th time of this happening, I thought, well, this sucks. After the 4th or 5th, I'd be like, I'm going home. Uh, Walking back, I felt uneasy, but I knew I was just freaking myself out because we were alone. About an hour later, Max and I are at home on the couch when the garage door opens, and he starts barking, barking, barking. I hop up to go let in my mom or dad, even though they were really home early. I peered through the people and saw the door was still shut and no one was in the garage. I've had this happen to me a couple of times when I hear something open and uh, then I go check and doors are closed. Quieting Max down, I opened the door slowly and called out for my dad. Dad? Mom? Nothing. No response at all, so I go to check the door and it's still locked. Okay, sure, weird, but oh well. Max heard it too, so at least I know I wasn't crazy. About 20 minutes later, I hear the door open again this time. Max starts growling like crazy. You know, one thing that freaks me out is when an animal starts to growl at nothing and you're like, what the fuck? I got the chills. I quiet him down again and just assume it's the wind or something making noise, even though by this point my heart is racing. I hear footstep come up the stairs and think, oh jeez, dad really is home this time. I hop up and run to the door. It starts to jiggle so I run faster to let him in. I peep, I got the chills, I peep through the hole and even though my hand is loosely around the jiggling handle, there is no one on the other side of the door. Terrified I go hide on the couch with all the lights on, Max is still growling. About an hour after that I started to feel a little better. Even though I'm still terrified, then I hear the door handle jiggle again. This time it was Max jiggling it. He needed to go outside and the only way outside is through the garage fantastic i literally sprint with him to the kennel and as i'm standing in there i decide to ask this thing questions to make myself feel better because i knew it wouldn't answer me or so i thought thinking about what to ask it my eyes are drawn to the huge heavy oak door on the kennel and it was always open because it was too heavy for me to move easily i said okay ghost if you're real you'll shut this heavy door nothing a minute goes by nothing max is still sniffing around i turn around and yell at him to hurry up and then from behind me i hear click i whipped around and saw the giant door had swung shut and latched okay i don't know about you guys but by this time i am shitting my pants i'm serious i'm not i'm a grown ass man i mean a fucking heavy ass door just closed behind me Um, Trying to debunk everything There's no wind Okay, perfect That's not happening Then I would call the ghost out It's not presented itself So the last thing that I'm thinking is There's someone there And I'd be basically running Back inside the house Or trying to figure out How the hell I'm going to Get away from this Serial kettle Okay, clearly It was just the wind It wasn't really windy But it was the wind For sure Had to be I proceeded. Okay, ghost. That was the wind. If you're really, real, you'll open this massive door back up. Nothing. I relax a bit and then squat down with my head in on my knees, reminiscing about how lame I was just being scared when I hear click clack. The door was now wide open. Max was done, so we bucket back into the house, locking every door in the house. For the next four hours, I would hear the footsteps on the stairs and the door handle jiggle every few minutes. I'm sorry, but guys, but if you're not calling 911 or your parents by this time, then you deserve to get this shit done to you. You know what I mean? Until finally, around 11 p.m., my dad walks in and yells at me for wasting electricity. (laughs) Yes, stupid motherfucker! I never told him or my mom about it until four months later when my dad came in from hunting after dark. He looked shaken and I asked him what was wrong. He said he aimed at two deer but missed both completely because it felt as though something was hitting his elbow and making him shoot way above the deer. That's when I told him everything. And at this point, I would assume his dad was like, what the fuck? Why didn't you call me? The next one is called Cartel Crime. And I'm going to make a disclaimer here. This shit happens everywhere, not just in Mexico. Living in the northern part of Mexico, the drug cartel's war was very intense in the city where I lived a couple years ago. I was waiting to cross the street when I saw a big truck dumping a plastic bag that happened to contain a fucking dismembered body. The worst part is that nobody did shit. I just waited for the lights to change and ran like hell. Now, see, this is a awesome citizen this kid was waiting for the light to change he's like he saw the body this man and all he said fuck it i'm not gonna cross the street until the light turns red or green or i get that little walking sign figure to come on and then i'll cross the street and i'll run like hell awesome all right guys the next Story you're not supposed to answer. My old co worker had a son that was in his mid 30s and he had a son named Hunter that was four or five. She said that Hunter would have bad dreams and that he would sleep with his dad when he got scared. Who doesn't? I know that I did. One night, his dad woke up because he heard Hunter calling him, but he was calling him by his name, not Dad. Alright, omen, right there. Bad sign. So he went to his room and he was asleep. He woke him up and said, Hunter. Were you calling me? Is everything okay? And Hunter said, Dad, when they call you, you're not supposed to answer. And then fell back asleep. He asked him about it in the morning, but he said he didn't remember saying it. I get the chills when I think about it. Alright, the next story is called The House on Acorn Street. When I was 14, my family and I fell on hard times. We got kicked out of our house and ended up in emergency housing. Basically, we went uh, to charity who found us a house that we were able to rent for about $100 a month, but for only three months. That summer, my mom and stepdad separated temporarily and my three young siblings would go to my stepdad for a week or so and then come back to mom and me. This house was fucking creepy. For a hundred bucks a month, bruh, you shouldn't be complaining. It started off with just that feeling, you know, like something isn't quite right, that you might not be the only person in the room, The day, that's all it was. The feeling that something was up, your instincts pricking at you. I tried to ignore it, but as soon as the dusk arrived, shit would start happening. More than once, I could hear the static filled music playing, but I couldn't find the source. It just filled the halls. I heard whispering and went to my two sisters' room. In the open closets, a pair of eyes looked at me and disappeared. My brother, Spent one night at the house and didn't come back. In my room, I can never sleep. On the wall, a mirror. When I flipped it over to face the window, I watched tall shadow figures pace in front of it. In my mother's room, the same shadow figure paced in circles around her room. You know what? By this time, I'm thinking, what the fuck are you guys still doing at this fucking house? I'm serious. I'm serious. I don't care how cheap it is, but for the sake of the well-being of my family, I'd be like, you know what? It's time to get the fuck on out of here. I'm serious. One night. She and I sat up for two hours in her bed watching these shadows. She was strongly religious and didn't know what to make of it. I'd be like, bitch, run. During the time we lived there, there was a lunar eclipse. I had never seen one before and was very excited for it. When I went out to look, every time this terror took over me and I couldn't stay outside. I couldn't explain it. You know what? By this time, I'm thinking you might have a mental condition that that hasn't been diagnosed. I'm serious. Not joking. When the moon was finally cloaked, I went outside, looked up, but my head suddenly snapped down to my left. I could see three tall shadows walking in between the tall pine trees in the yard. Panicked, I ran back inside and into my room, flinging myself under the covers with my eyes shut tightly, but listening to the pacing outside my bedroom window. You know what? I've never understood that. Like a sheet or covers is going to protect you from whatever the fuck is out there waiting to haunt you or hurt you it's like the ghost is gonna be like oh shit he's got his cover on fuck it let's leave it's time to bounce three months of this we moved out at the end of the summer into a new house my mom and stepdad got back together and i was with my younger siblings again we all agreed the house on acorn street was fucked up and still get chills when we drive by it, just to see all right so i'm thinking maybe that the kid was making stuff up or the kids were making stuff up to try to get mom and dad back together You know, I could be wrong. But anyways, awesome story. Alright guys, this is the last one that I'm going to read. This is called, I Would Always Have the Same Dream. Up until I was about 8 or so, I lived in a really old house that, since the beginning of time, had been bounced around from relative to relative until eventually my mother had been handed over the keys. It was basically a shit heap, two stories, a collapsed balcony on the second level, mold and mildew all over most of the ceilings, one tiny bathroom, and the toilet was outside. Overrun was frogs and spiders and whatever other kind of house spawn the Australian Outback would throw at us. I was terrified as a child, scared of basically everything everything. everything. I'm much better now and have much bigger balls than most of my friends, if I do say so myself. Nonetheless, I would probably have to put the blame on this old house of mine. I remember as a child that I would always have the same dream. I'd start in the kitchen, no idea how I got there of course. It was during the day, probably later in the afternoon. Nobody was around, so naturally I'd go looking for my mother and father. I'd go to all the normal places, mom wasn't in the laundry shed or the lounge room, dad wasn't on the patio outside or back up at the chicken coop and my sister wasn't around either. I was starting to get worried, thinking that everyone was gone and they'd left me home alone, until I heard a noise above me coming from the second floor, where the bedrooms are. Relieved, I darted towards the stairs and jumped on the first step. Then I felt it. There was something in the back of my head making me stop. Legs still raised up as I prepared to move on to the second step. Something telling me that I shouldn't go up there. Of course, this thought was running rampant in my head. Finally, my leg dropped before I could reconsider. I pushed myself up those stairs. And even though I didn't want to anymore, I couldn't stop myself. Only slow down. I got the chills. Each step was taken at an agonizing slow pace. And I wanted so bad just to go back down the stairs and find someone. Bruh, before you went up, remember that voice told you, Don't go up there. Don't go up there. Stay. But she couldn't resist, right? So... I wanted to run to my grandparents' house and stay with them until my mom was home. But eventually, I rounded the corner, leaving only the last few steps leading up to the floor ahead of me. There was nothing there. I couldn't see anything in the stairwell. I started getting hopeful at this point. Maybe it's okay. Nothing's here. I was just imagining things and it was going to be fine. I'm still taking the slow steps up when it appears. Something's there. I can't actually remember what it was, and I never could after I woke up, but it was horrifying beyond belief. And I would always try to close my eyes because that was my thing as a child. If you can't see it, then it can't see you. But I could still see it. I couldn't blink. I couldn't shut my eyes. I've had a couple of nightmares like that. It was like my eyelids weren't working. I would even try holding my hands in front of my face but still I couldn't block it out. I could see through my hands and I couldn't do anything. I was frozen, unable to do a thing except stare at this thing all but a meter away from me. Whatever I saw, whatever I did, for those 8 years I was at that house, I had to force myself up the stairs. Day or night, it was horrifying. My mother sighed and tried to reason with me. My father growled at me and called me a coward and my sister just laughed and said I was retarded. But every time I had to go up those stairs, as soon as I hit the top stairwell, I had to stop and make sure that I could cover my eyes with my hands or that I could just shut my eyes. Of course, it would terrify me most when I'd go blink and wave my hands in front of my face and it wouldn't work, and I realized I was dreaming. Oh, that's a vivid dream, man. Alright guys, I lied to you guys. One last one. And the only reason is because this one is actually really awesome. It's called the haunted truck. I used to have a truck that I swore had the ghost of a dead baby in it. I used to get home late from my job as a dishwasher and after I parked and it was sitting in my driveway with the engine off, I would hear this really faint sound of a baby crying. Late at night when it was quiet, it used to make my arm hair stand on end. I used to get home and hop out of the car in fear of hearing it. I would be scared shitless too. Too, if I heard a baby crying. One night I decided to sit there and just listen. Ah, oh, yes, brave boy. Trying to pinpoint the sound. Eventually, I discovered that it was indeed not a dead baby, but when I undid my seat buckle, the old spring of a seatbelt richer would slowly start pulling the belt in, creating a faint noise that sounded like wailing. <laughs> Eventually, I discovered that it was indeed not a dead baby. But when I undid my seat buckle, the old spring of the seatbelt retractor would slowly start pulling the belt in, creating a faint noise that sounded like wailing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was an awesome story. All right, guys, thank you for listening. I'll be back soon.